give a woman a phrase and she's going to want a visual to go with it. That's how it all started. One weekend during the Easter of 2016, the only thing that popped off the pages of scripture for Julie Storr were the words, so that, and that is where her journey began. Welcome to Lexio the Liturgy, where we unpack the prayers that come from the centuries-old treasury found in the Roman Catholic Church. And now, here's Julie Storr. And we are incredibly blessed to have Julie Store joining us for this episode. You may remember Julie Store from Lexio the Liturgy. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. We're so glad to have you here. Uh, it was beautiful at the Draw Near retreat we had. You shared four steps to hearing God's voice. And there, I remember there was a very sweet lady that had felt like she had never heard God's voice before. And you sat with her and kind of walked her through this process. What is that like for you when people come to you? I've never heard the Lord's voice. Can I hear God's voice? What is that like for you? Oh, it's amazing because I was that person not that mm -hmm. long ago. I was sure that I had never heard God's voice. But I knew that John 10, Jesus tells us, my sheep hear my voice. Yes, And I knew I was a sheep, right? Yeah. And so why don't I hear God's voice? And what I came to learn is I was hearing him, but I had to learn to recognize his voice, mm. right? We, we do hear him, but it's just knowing which voice is his. Right. So um, after I learned to, I, I actually went through these steps and I, I still do these steps, um, but hearing God is just coming so much more easier to me now. But this is a great, this is the place to start if yeah. you want to just understand the voice of the shepherd. Amen. So before we get to those steps, I want to keep people in suspense a little bit. You you mentioned which voice am I hearing? Which mm -hmm. voice am I listening to? What do you mean by that? Well, there are three voices in our heads, mm -hmm. right? And one is obviously ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the voice of myself is is the, I'm trying to figure things out, right? How many eggs do I have left in the fridge? What are we going to have for supper? I'm the critical, or I'm not critical, but I'm analytical, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's that other voice that comes and it says, you're critical, right? Mm -hmm. You can't figure this out. You're no good. You are your sin. You should, mm -hmm. you should go, who, sh you know, who can you tell that story to? Who can you gossip to? And that's right. the voice of Satan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and he is the father of all lies. So what happens is, is when Satan tells you, you can't hear God's voice and you believe the lie, you empower the liar. Because Satan does not want you to hear God's voice. Yeah. So he's going to tell you that. For sure. Right? The third voice in your head, however, is God. Mm -hmm. And that's the voice that we need to learn to hear and to heed. And God's voice is always going to lift you up. It's always going to bring peace. And mm -hmm. it's always going to bring joy and love. Yeah. Yeah. So once you understand what what did I hear what did I listen to? Then mm -hmm. you know where it came from. Amen. One thing that stands out to me in what you're saying is what Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I yep. have come that you might have life abundantly. And that, you hear that in that, that, that example that you're saying, one is the voice of one that is to steal, to steal your inheritance, mm -hmm. to steal away your belief in the ability to hear the voice of the shepherd, to hear your, right. hear the voice of your loving father, and ultimately to kill and destroy God's plan for your life. 
Exactly. We, we say that all the time. Jesus loves you, has a wonderful plan for your life. It sounds so good. It sounds so flowery. It's also true, by the way. But it's also true that there is a devil who's real, who also has a plan for your life. And he exactly. hates you. <laughs> he absolutely hates you. It, I also hear in that that the garden, from the very beginning, that's what the enemy has done and, and serpent has done. And you hear the whis- the echo of the whisper in a lot of that that temptation and a lot of those voices like, has God really said? Right. You know, has God or, really yeah. said? Don't you, you think know, that's you, too good to be true for you? Right. Yeah. He could never love you. Has God right. really said that he loves you? You hear that, the echo of that whisper. And so, yeah, I, it's, it's important to like point that out to recognize that because that is kind of the foundation there. You mentioned the voice that's me in my head. Uh, this is something that I've discovered recently of how loudly that little Fred in my head can be. Exactly. The one, the one that, you know, sometimes that Fred does such a good job discouraging me that the devil doesn't have to do anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. He just, exactly. He's, like, he's just sit, sitting back, have a margarita and wait for the opportunity to throw the right temptation my way. Right. But I make his job easy half the time. Exactly. So I think that's where these steps, now we'll get to those steps that people have been waiting for, right? These steps come in because these steps are the way to learn to discern the difference between those other voices and also to overcome them. So what are those steps, Julie? Well, first I want to put in a disclaimer. I did not make this up. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I learned all of this, I was in Encounter Ministries online school mm-hmm. and um, I was certain I was the only kid or only person in the class who mm-hmm. couldn't hear God's voice. So yeah. I really latched on to the, to these four steps. These four mm-hmm. steps were developed by a preacher, a pastor actually, who's, who's members of his congregation would say, well, I was praying and God said to me, and he was trying to figure out how you can hear God's voice, why they, his oh, people wow. could, and he couldn't. Interesting. For, for one year, he studied scripture just to come up with how to hear God's voice. And this is the fruit of his labor. So I didn't think this up, but actually he found it in the book of Habakkuk. Nice. Right. Which is clear to the end of the old Testament, a minor prophet. It's where those pages stick together. It is. And they're just (laughs) little books and there's a whole lot of them. Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Maccabees. So that's where it is in the Bible. Mm. And, um, Habakkuk is has some stuff's going on and he wants to hear from God. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is in Habakkuk chapter two, verses one and two. And he says, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me Hmm. and why will what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, Hmm. make it plain on the tablets. So our four steps are actually right there in those two verses. And number one, the first step is to quiet your heart and mind which in today's society is a really hard thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. But um, to be on a watch post, if we were in Habakkuk's time, to be on a watch post meant that we would be out on a tower um, or right. an outer wall of the city. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Habakkuk was not out there with angry birds working on his trajectory skills, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, It was quiet. And all you could see was the horizon and you were watching to see you were actually just looking right. Yeah. So to take your stand at your watch post means 
you're tuned in. Right. And you're, you're expecting to see. Mm-hmm. So your watch post, my watch post might be the church pew mm-hmm. or it might be your sofa or your prayer area in your house, but just put yourself in that position to hear. Yeah. Okay. Which takes vigilance and intentionality and mm-hmm. like you've got to make, yeah, it takes practice. Yep. It's not going to happen right every time. Right. And the second one is to put yourself in Jesus's presence. So we're in our place, but now it depends on who's with us. So we prepare and we quiet ourselves to receive. We focus our spiritual eyes on what Jesus wants to give us. And we can use that with scripture or worship music. I like worship music without words, because if it's a song that I know, then I just get carried away singing the song. And that's not the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. The whole point is to focus on who is with us at this time. Mm -hmm. So we want to put ourselves in Jesus's presence. I do like to listen to um, St. Hildegard of Bingen because it's all in Latin and I don't know the words. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's great. And you know, she's a doctor of the church. So you know, it's good going to be good for you if you knew Latin, but it's yeah. just, you know, Gregorian chant style. Mm-hmm. And what happens in this step also is we have to, um, we turn directly to God and we prepare to ask him a question. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 7, 7, we read, ask and you will, will receive. So what do we ask? Questions. Right. And what do we receive? Answers. Mm-hmm. Right. Because God told us, you know. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you when you ask him for something? Amen. And our father wants to communicate with us, mm-hmm. right? When, if my husband, if, if I want to know what my husband wants for supper, I don't call his office. Right. Yeah. Well, well they're going to say, did his phone die? Right. right. I call him. Why should I expect a less of a relationship with God? Right. Who knit you together in your mother's womb. Right. Who knows the number of hairs on your head. Yeah. Even is when they fall out and how many are gray. And he desires that relationship with me. Mm. Hmm. So that's That's now we've put ourselves in his presence. And at the next point, the next one is step three. And that's pay attention to the spontaneous thoughts, images, or feelings in your heart that flow. So is is in the scripture, it says what he will say to me. So we're going to ask him a question. Jesus, what do you think of me right now? Right? Mm. God, what do you want me to know right now? God, how do you want to love me today? Start with just something simple like that. How do you Mm. want to love me today? And pay attention to those spontaneous thoughts. Mm. And this is kind of the hard part because this is the one um, I can tell you. God tells things like you're beautiful and I love you, and I can't wait for you to get up in the morning so I can spend time with you, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get those thoughts, and we're like, oh, man, that's really, that must be pride. Right. Right. Who am I to think these thoughts about me? But I'm telling you, that's exactly what God would say. Right. A loving father would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So pay attention to those those spontaneous thoughts. We're going to tune to that flow. And the example that I like to use on that is... um, if a plant is dry, the leaves start to wilt. Mm-hmm. Okay. We want to tune to the, the flow of the Holy Spirit like this plant gets moisture back. So then we give the plant water. But what happens is, is when that leaf starts to, to wilt, that leaf starts to wilt, it actually creates a pressure, like a draw from the roots of the plant, it goes clear up to the plant, right? Just mm-hmm. to draw moisture up back up to that leaf. So just like that leaf is going to draw 
from the capillary system of the plant, we want to draw from the Holy Spirit that's flowing through us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can even just imagine yourself just like tapped into a vine. Right. And, and have, where's, where's the Holy Spirit moving right now? Amen. And this does take some practice mm-hmm. and it also takes some belief. You have to believe that yeah. this is really happening. Right. The fourth step is write the vision. Now this is sometimes really easy, but it's sometimes really hard like I said before, because we can't sometimes believe that God is actually saying those words. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has always asked us to have childlike faith, mm-hmm. right? So when you start getting those words, write them down. I don't care what they are, write them down. And what I have mm-hmm. found is once I actually start writing, there's more and more and more. Right. And just write. Don't evaluate what you're writing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because sometimes... Especially at first, it was easy to say, oh, that cannot be real. Mm-hmm. And then I would just like kind of put it down and I would think about it and I would look at what I wrote. But that's just like being on the phone. You know, when we used to have like landline phones with right. people and you're on the phone with Jesus and he tells you something and you're like, oh, that can't be. And you hang up. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you pick up the phone again and he tells you something else. Don't hang up. Right. Just keep writing. No matter what it is, keep yeah. writing. Don't be afraid. Absolutely. That gives you, that's like a well that you can go back to. I know. Also. And then what, yeah. what happened was, and, and how this actually came about too, is people would tell me to journal. And I hated mm-hmm. journaling mm-hmm. because it was all about me. And I didn't, I don't want to journal all about me. Right. But now when you actually, this is called two-way journaling because it's really Jesus talking to you, asking a question and him you're recording what he says. Mm-hmm. Now your journal is actually filled with things that God says to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's your own private revelation. Right. Yeah, this is what God has for you today. And that beautiful. is much more enjoyable to read. It can even become like, for me, it, there are pages in there that almost are like a dialogue, like, oh, Lord, but what about this? And then he right. answers and then. Yeah, but Lord, this, and then he answers, you know, and then, and sometimes we can even have like those very childlike moments in that process. Like, for example, I remember one time in adoration, I found myself distracted by the monstrance. The center ring on the monstrance looked like uh, the arc reactor in Iron Man's suit right in his chest. And I just found myself thinking about that. and, And sometimes it is like very childlike and I, what came to me, the Lord said, "It, of course, it is. It, that the arc reactor is the source of Tony Stark's strength, right? So too is the Eucharist the source of your strength. Exactly. I am your arc reactor, and it was just kind of like, whoa! You even know Marvel. You like <laughs> you even you heard know, of Tony. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's consistent with going back to those three qualifiers of what you said. I could just dismiss it like that's all in my head." You know, that's not the Lord. Or or I could recognize, no, the Lord would exactly say something like that. Why? Right. Because the saints said something like that. Scripture that's exactly says what that. he would say. It's consistent. That is something he would say. Right. And it's also quite beautiful, actually. You know, in its own childlike superhero imagery, you know, it, it is beautiful and it is from the Lord. And it can be helpful to go back to those things, Those the journal is like your your stones of remembrance piled up along your journey with the Lord yep. where in times of desolation you can go back and 
Say, oh, Lord, you said this that then, and that helped me. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. You know, you need, you need to be able to draw from that well. So that's beautiful. And the thing is about these steps is you need to do all four of them. And you'll find mm-hmm. out it really doesn't take that long. Right. Right? Yeah. Put yourself in a position to hear. Quiet your heart and mind. Pay attention mm-hmm. to those spontaneous thoughts and then write them down. And what's fun is once you start, once this becomes second habit, you learn mm-hmm. to quiet your heart and mind no matter where you are. Right. Right. And you don't have to write things down. If you're driving, you can make a voice message on your phone. Mm-hmm. If you're in front of your computer, just start a new note and type up what you hear. Right. So it's because always be ready. Mm-hmm. For when God speaks to you. And what was really fun is when I started noticing that I was asking God a question and he was starting to answer it before I even finished the question. Mm, that's beautiful. And it was like, you're interrupting me. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, it's God. It's okay. Right. 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 But then that brought me to um, Psalm 139 verse two, where it says, you know, when I sit and when I rise, you discern my thoughts from, a, you know, from far away. He knows. Mm. Right. Before a word is on my tongue, O oh Lord, you know it completely. He knows what's in our thoughts. That's how close he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. But we just got to learn to recognize his voice. Yeah. So what happens next is after you have written, that's when you take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And anything that God says is going to agree with scripture. It's going to be uplifting. It's going to be filled with love and peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we kind of mentioned that too, that God um, corrects, but he doesn't correct with condemnation. Mm -hmm. Okay. He corrects with conviction. Right. And that is when you just kind of know that, you know what, I really, I, you're not hearing, you don't read the Bible enough. You're not good enough. You don't hear too big. That when when God corrects with conviction, he just kind of draws this hunger in you. Inspires it. And wants you that you just like, I don't know why I just really want to start reading scripture. Mm. And that's how he's going to use correction with conviction. Right. So, and and then when you're, when you're finished, look it over. And then if there's someone that you, that you know, that you trust, you can even send it to me if you want somebody to, and just send it and say, is this something God would say? Mm -hmm. You know, you can have your pastor. Don't, you don't even have to tell him where you got it. Is this something God would say? Mm-hmm. And, or isn't, or this, or did this come from me? So, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay every once in a while just to send off what you wrote. I have done that myself to a priest friend. And he was like, this is exactly what God would say. That's the voice that you want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That I see a movement that I wrote in prayer that we've, our listeners have heard many mm-hmm. times. Like that was one of those things too, where I shared it with gradually eventually shared it with one person then another and then another and then before too long it was like uh, spiritual people that i trust and even with pastoral authority yes this yep this is something the lord would say and i do think this is a genuine fruit of your time in prayer and you know it's it's been beautiful to see that inspire people. That's what's supposed to happen. It's supposed That's to That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, it's supposed to, and it's supposed to be normal. I think we forget that. Like, if we look at the example of the church we see in the book of Acts, if we look at the example of the church, even that we see throughout the early church, like, this is supposed to be normal. And, uh, you know, throughout our history, sometimes we've forgotten that, neglect it, let it slip. But thanks be to God, he pours out his spirit 
and he calls these things to our remembrance, the Holy yep. Spirit's spirit of remembrance. Hey, remember, you need to talk to me. I hear in this too, Julie, a beautiful morning routine. This is oh. how you should, this is the perfect way to wake up in the morning because there's two ways to wake up in the morning. The first one is, Ugh, God, it's morning. Right. And the second way to wake up is, thank you, Lord. I praise you for another day. It's morning. Right. Now, now, Lord, give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. What do you want to tell me today? Who do you say that I am, Lord? And who have you given me to love today? You find that in these steps. That's the perfect way to start your day. And it doesn't take long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, start with your morning scripture anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but do this even before you get on your phone. Right. For the love of God, don't check the news and don't go to Facebook before you do this because yeah. you don't want to imprint your day with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Just resist for 10 more minutes. Just get up and get in touch with God. Yeah. This is going to sound like a, a cheesy cliche Protestant preacher kind of saying, but yeah, don't start the day with the bad news. Start the day with the good news. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so. And there's something else about these steps, though, Hmm. and that is you can start this with kids like around eight years old, because God often speaks to kids in pictures Hmm. and images. You can get them a new journal, some colored pencils, and and just take them with you on your journey. Let's sit in the chair, right? Let's, Let's play this music. Let's pray to God. And what do you think God wants to, you know, dear God, how do you want to love me today? Right. Or God, what is the, what's going to be the best thing I see today? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and have your kids draw pictures of the images that God gives them. I am not an image person right. at all. Um, and that's actually called aphantasia. But a lot of people tell me about the images that they get from God and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, can only come from him. Right. You know, I heard one this week and a lady said, well, I just have an image of, I mean, I know that Jesus is with me, but I'm in this image with this field and there's all these flowers and I'm a little girl and mama Mary is holding my hand Hmm. and she's taking me to Jesus. And it was just a wonderful image, Hmm. right? Right. Kids can draw these. Yeah. But what happens when we start getting kids, young kids in touch with this relationship with Jesus? Hmm. Right? Where's that going to go? That's only going to grow. That's beautiful. And once they know that this is the Jesus that they see in the Eucharist, what's wrong with that connection? Right? I've seen that in my own family with one of our daughters, our middle daughter. She, her drawings, like she's just the beautiful, simple drawings. But people, for whatever reason, I think it's the Lord working through the gift he's given her in Mm -hmm. that way to being able to communicate profound truths through her very simple childlike drawings. They've even like people publish them on their, because they like them so much, but more, more importantly, like an image she drew of uh, one of our children going to heaven and being with the Lord, like that healed us during a difficult time. And it was just the most simple drawing. And yet the Lord spoke to her, gave her that image. So yeah, this, so true. So Why true. not empower them in the gifts that God gave them? Absolutely. That's I what mean, train up a child means. When, Thank God that he's, seriously, thank him that he's given us this gift while we're still here. Right. But only to have known when we were little and younger, what, mm. this was part of the normal life. This is part of the normal Christian life. 
Amen. Yeah. Julie, if people want to be in touch with you and learn more about your ministry, about Lexio the Liturgy, about hearing God's voice, or just about Julie Store in general, how can they get a hold of you? How can they find you? LexioTheLiturgy.com. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. Thanks, Fred. <laughs>